awesome fantasy baseball today podcast and now the pressure's on Heath and Chris to make it awesome I'm going to give you some big time commissioner advice you better take my advice we're going to talk about this year's surprise pitchers who were in action yesterday and is it time to drop Michael Pineda and Marco Estrada I know one thing it is time to go to Buffalo Wild Wings sports trades are scary one person can be replaced by another exchanged for money given away for a hypothetical future person once they leave your team, you can't like them anymore, even if you have their jersey, which you can't wear anymore. Except at B-dubs. They won't judge, but others might. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Welcome, Ethan Chris. Hello. It's a great day to be here, Adam. It's uh really had a very productive morning so far. Gotten a lot of things done. Felt like I had a little extra time today. Is that right? Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I just, you know. Things... All right. I can't. I can't be on time. I don't. I used to be such a prompt person. I'm late all the time now. I'm sorry. I am very sorry. That's okay. No problem at all. Unacceptable. Yeah. Well. But anyway, I've got plenty. The reason why I was late this morning is because I put together what I think is the potential to be our best show of the season. If you guys bring it, I know I'm going to bring it. If you guys bring your A game, this should be our best show. Well, that's my goal each and every time out, Adam. Okay. And good. I think that we may have the best show ever last time that Chris and I were on. Yeah, I, I, and we're going to top it today. It's definitely not my goal. Uh, and I think that comes through pretty clearly <laughs> in every podcast I appear on. Well, let's get started here. Who should we be adding? Who's writing waiver wire today, Scott? It will be Scott, but I wrote it yesterday, and so I can tell you a few of the guys that I put on the list yesterday. Yeah, by the way, if you don't like- know what I'm talking about, every single day. On cbssports.com slash fantasy, we have a, a waiver wire column telling you which players you should be adding. Uh, all right, Heath, kick it off. The lead yesterday was about Luis Castillo. Ooh, I added him. He's below 40% owned, despite the fact he's already shown some pretty impressive strikeout potential. His ERA isn't very good after three starts, but he's faced the Nationals and pitched at Coors, so anything south of five I feel like is a good ERA. Um, I think in a very deep league, you have to at least consider Homer Bailey. He's a 7% owned. Orlando Arcia, I'm so conflicted on. Because he's cr- crushing right now, statistically. And you look at his batted b- ball profile, and he's doing anything but crushing. He's got like a 25% hard contact rate over this stretch of incredible hitting. Okay, Orlando Arcia. But he plays shortstop. Yeah. So it's worthwhile to ride that hot streak as well. Chris, how come you let me get Luis Castillo for $0? You're all about Luis Castillo. Uh, which league? We're in like nine, Adam. The Memorial Auction League. Well, I didn't put a bid in him for that one. Yeah, but I, I am a big fan of Luis Castillo. I'm putting him in the, in the same category as guys I wrote about last week, Patrick Corbin and Denelson Lamette, guys whose ERA isn't pretty yet, and that might be scaring people off. But you shouldn't be scared off the talent Patrick for, for all three of those guys. Patrick Corbin was he one of them? Is that what you said? Yeah, he's been uh, he's been really good for a while now, and he's still only like forty fifty percent owned. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm not uh, mm, really because Corbin he had he was terrible in May, and he had a really good April and June. He's mostly been good this season. Really? He's got a four, okay, he's got a 481 ERA. I know that, that fits with what you were saying. His ERA is high. I know he had two good starts in a row against the Phillies. Uh, then he came back, he had a, he had a nice one against St. Louis, then he was Over the bad last month, the he has a 341 ERA. With 32 strikeouts, 8 walks, and 29 innings pitched. He was really bad in May, he was bad his first start in June. Um, and he wasn't great in his last start. Yeah, yeah he I'm not seeing. Last, I'm sure. not seeing much here. I don't know. He had he had a 3.99 ERA in June, and a terrible start last time out. I don't know. I'm surprised that Corbin's on that list. Like I guess he's I, on the list, Adam. He's on the list. That uh, Heath, don't where, doubt me. Where are you on Corbin? He's 49 percent owned. I'm with Chris. I feel like I've been the high guy on Corbin all year long, and um, should be owned in all head-to-head points leagues. 100 percent owned in head-to-head points leagues. Nah, man. Why? Just because the RP eligible? I I just don't think he's that good. He hasn't been good in since Tommy John. Well, he was good in April and June. Nah, no, he had a 399 ERA in June, and he placed. That's the, good now. He faced the Phillies yeah. twice. He faced the Phillies twice and the Padres. You give me a spark with an ERA under four, he's good. Yeah, that's that's probably a especially if it's a strikeout per inning type of guy. Uh, all right. I mean, where's Scam? He's when got you a 481 ERA this season. That's really bad. 
His ERA plus is actually 98, which means he's about 2% worse than average. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, so ERA plus is a cool stat, but I don't really think it's useful in fantasy because you're- Well no, it's just pointing out, it's not useful in fantasy, it's just pointing out that a mid four ERA is pretty much average these days. If you have a four ERA, that's pretty good. Alrighty. Alrighty then, and, and I guess I can say this for Corbin, his last start was at the Dodgers, they're really good, and he struggled there, three earned runs in four and two thirds, but he did strike out eight in four and two thirds. Uh, I saw a lot of people adding Luke Weaver of the St. Louis Cardinals, who has had a really good minor league season, and they said, we're not just gonna bring up Luke Weaver to have him pitch out of the bullpen, waste him in the bullpen, well he threw two innings in the bullpen yesterday, but is Luke Weaver gonna start for the Cardinals? I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a couple starts after the All-Star break. Now, whether or not he sticks may be another question. Uh, should we be taking a chance on Luke Weaver? Is this guy worth adding? Well, who do we think loses a rotation spot here? Yeah. That's the big question Walker? for me because Wainwright's been really bad. But are they really going to just dump Adam Wainwright? No, no way. Michael Walker so. hasn't been great, but he hasn't been like lose your rotation spot bad. He's got a four sixteen ERA. There's Lynn, there's Leak, there's Walker, there's Wainwright, and and Carmart. He's not. Oh, he's not. Yeah, probably not him. <laughs> like well, I think it would be smart to push Adam Wainwright out of the rotation and give Luke Weaver a chance, but I just don't expect them to do that. This guy's a, you know, been the one of the faces of the franchise for the last decade. Now he does have experience pitching out of the bullpen, but it's, you know, a decade ago, so I'm not sure that really helps things. To All answer right. your question, he's definitely worth an ad in our 16 team for the People League. He's probably worth an ad in most 12 team leagues because you're, who's the last guy on your, on your bench? Uh, I, all right, fine. I'll, I'll look at I'll look at the league I just picked up. Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo is the last guy on my bench, and I would I'd rather, rather have, have Castillo. I'd rather have Castillo. I'm, I'm looking at one league where I've got on my bench Faria, Luis Castillo, Kevin Gosman, Taiwan Walker, and Steven Matz. I guess I could drop Taiwan Walker for him, just because I think Taiwan Walker is so decidedly mediocre that someone with upset, but it's not a it's not a must-make move for me. I'd rather have Taiwan Walker. Are you concerned that – not concerned. Are, are you thinking that maybe Taiwan Walker isn't decidedly mediocre? I, I know I feel like you've been waiting for for him to struggle, but he's – you know, he's – No, know. I, I'm very confident that Taiwan Walker is still extremely mediocre. Um, so you, you think that Corbin is better than Taiwan Walker? Yes. Oh, come on. Yeah, I think so. I that's I think you've gone too far. Well, <laughs> because like you're judging Taiwan Walker based on what we hoped he would be, and you're judging Patrick Corbin based on how bad he was. But somehow they, they no don't, they don't quite get to each other. No, for me it's more that I just look at Taiwan Walker's skill set and I still see a pitcher that just doesn't do anything well. Well, he's got he's only given up five home runs in seventy six and a third. Is that yep. fluky or is that? I think better? it's extremely fluky. He's become a bit more of a ground ball pitcher. This season, and that's good, but he's not like an extreme ground ball pitcher. He's at 48.5%. That's a little better than average. He has a 7% home run to fly ball rate. He's at a career 13% for that. So I, I just, I don't think that's going to stick. He actually has the highest hard hit rate of his career. I don't know how much that really tells us about pitchers, but I just, I still see him as a one pitch pitcher. All right. And, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't know how you can tell someone to drop. Not that you did, but I, I, it's like he's got a 330 ERA. Right. That's you know? what I'm saying is that I don't like Tywin Walker, but I haven't been able to bring myself yeah. to drop him. Yeah. It's been a weird show. We talked about a lot that I didn't anticipate talking about, which isn't bad. But we have buy or sell coming up, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm basing it on sort of what's happened in the first half of the season. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, let's finish up the big news. Clayton Kershaw is going to pitch Sunday. He will not be available for the All-Star game. That's annoying. Rugnet Odor left after being hit by a pitch in the, on the wrist. He's day-to-day. Rugnet Odor, he, you know, called him a buy-low candidate on this podcast several times, and he has been ripping it up lately, so good for Rugnet Odor. Marcus Simeon is going to return this weekend. He is 32% owned. In 11 games, Marcus Simeon was batting 171. However, he had 10 walks to 11 strikeouts 
and that was not a strength of his last year. 51 walks to 139 strikeouts. And Simeon, 27 home runs and 10 steals last year. Already four steals in 11 games this year. I guess my long-winded thing here is what do you expect from Marcus Simeon? Uh, should he be owned in more than 32% of leagues, he will be back within days. Yeah, I would expect he's going to be better than Orlando Arcia the rest of the year. So yeah, if you're, that seems fair. If you're considering adding Arcia and you see Simeon on the waiver wire, I'd rather have him. You would stick with, like, Angleton Simmons? I'd rather have Simmons. I don't know about that. Like, Simeon's been better for all but, like, a month of their careers, right? Yeah, just Simeon hasn't really been that good, because even last year— But Simmons has been just downright dreadful. He has. He's keep, he's keeping it going, though. Is he? Yeah, I think he's—you know, because he'll steal a base every now and then. Yeah, yes, he has. I'm almost positive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm looking it up here to see what Simmons has done here recently because I I expect the bottom to fall out shortly for Anderson Simmons. Not that I don't think he's a good baseball player. He's just a shortstop, and it hasn't been long enough. But he has had a a good year. Yeah, he's kept it going, right? He had he had two hits just last night. Yeah, it's big. Marcus Simeon. By the way, was number 12 shortstop in points and Roto last year. He batted 238 with 27 homers and 10 steals. Whether or not you want to drop Anderson Simmons, that you know, that's up for debate. Bottom line is, if you if you need a shortstop, Simeon's 32% owned. You could yes. do worse. Uh, Wilson Contreras has been a big winner so far with Miguel Montero now on the Blue Jays. He Contreras has started seven games in a row, one of them in left field. And Kyle Schwarber could be back soon and could be batting leadoff again. Kyle he Schwarber has been is back. Called up, yeah. As of when? This morning? Breaking this news. John Lackey Schwarber. to the DL. John Lackey to the DL with plantar fasciitis, which might not, you know, he might just rest until yeah. after the All-Star break. He might not miss any starts. but Also, general suckyitis. It's worth noting, yeah. Kyle Schwarber did not play any catcher at AAA. He played uh, 11 games at AAA, nine of them in the outfield, one as a DH. So It's stupid. It's annoying. Just give him well, two like, appearances. It kind of makes sense, though, because if a guy is struggling with the bat that much, we we always talk about how prospect catchers take a little while longer to adjust to the big leagues because there's so much going on with the mental side of catching in the bigs. Oh, I'm not. I'm I not. He's warm to hit. I'm not criticizing that. It's, I'm just pointing out that the chances of him becoming the backup or even third catcher there are probably pretty slim. We just need two outings. Oh, it, it makes give sense. Give us two outings. But uh, that's all we want is two outings. Did he make three? Yes. He's at three right now. Give me yeah, two more Schwarber catcher appearances. Uh, programming announcement. I'm actually going to turn this over to Chris Towers because I will be out next week honeymooning and returning after the All-Star Woo! break. Yeah. And uh, Chris is going to be running things here, and he has lined up one hell of a week. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully it's going to be one hell of a week. No, you I've just got sell it hard. I've got sell it. I've got some guests lined up. It's going to be great. Do we want the names of the guests already? Yeah, we do. Okay, I think uh, Tuesday I'm going to have the Ringers Ben Lindbergh on. He's done some really great research on the uh, the juiced ball, so that's going to be really interesting. I think that has a lot of uh, a lot of interest for us. Jonah Carey, CBSSports.com's Jonah Carey is going to come on at some time next week, and of course. Our old friend Al Melchior. I want to point out, not our old friend Al Melchior. Our old friend Al Melchior. You know, he's <laughs> no, he's, he's going to be on. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to talk second half preview. It's going to be great. Any truth to the rumors that Al has been asked to come back multiple times but would not return until Adam was not on the show? I cannot comment ask on that. Ask him next time. week. Ask we him. will. Yeah. Oh, I will. <laughs> and ask him about Jose Ramirez because he had Jose Ramirez, I believe, as a breakout. And Jose Ramirez is the number one third baseman in fantasy right now in both formats. Make sure we ask Al about Jose Ramirez. Uh, all right. So are you done with, with amazing week? It's going to oh, be the best was week. Was that ever. not enough? No, it's that's fine. I didn't know if you were done with all the guests. So that's going to be great. And also be a good commissioner, everybody. And do not have a three day week. Three day weeks are ridiculous. Yeah. Make next scoring period a 10 day week, the Friday after the all star break and then all the way through the next week. Uh, that's what I will be doing in the leagues that I am the commissioner of. Uh, three-day week is stupid. Make it a 10-day week. This year's surprise pitchers were in action yesterday. By the way, our email address, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. we got some emails coming up. Uh, Mike Leak, Jason Vargas, Irvin Santana, and I'm going to throw Zach Godley in there. Mike Leak, Jason Vargas, Irvin Santana, and Zach Godley. All of them have ERAs of 312 or lower. 
Uh, Godley actually has the lowest DRA now at 258, followed by Vargas at 262. Irvin Santana, complete game, two runs against the Angels, 299. And Mike Leake got roughed up, gave up eight runs, only three earned against the Marlins, 312 ERA. Uh, how much confidence do you have in Leake, Vargas, Santana, and Godley in the second half? And tell me who you have the most confidence in. Well, I think the obvious answer is that, and I'm going to speak for Heath here because it's the only reasonable answer. You have the most confidence in Irvin Santana. Like this is, this is going on a full year now of Irvin Santana being a really good starting pitcher. The peripherals don't necessarily support a, an ERA in the three range. Maybe it's more like mid threes, but He's actually getting pretty close to an average strikeout rate over the last year. Uh, last 365 days, he's at 20.3%. That's basically average these days. I, he's really good. Well, so, but he's got 91 strikeouts and 120 and a third, Irvin Santana. So that's mm-hmm. well below average. It's, yeah, it's well it, below average. he's still below average for sure. But he's also got a crazy low... Uh, whip right now it's like around one right it's it's like it might not be below average for baseball but it's below average for relevant fantasy he has a whip of 1.08 he Uh, has a fip of 4.68 you know to be honest i thought you were gonna say that you trusted zach godley the most because godley i mean i don't know that's just kind of what i thought you might say Here's the jerk thing to say about the whole situation is I expect all four of these pitchers to, to have a higher ERA in the second half than they did in the first half. That's that's not very helpful. Yes. <laughs> They're all 312 <laughs> or better right now. But I I put Vargas and Santana in kind of the same category. And then I would put Godley behind them and I I'm not I don't have a lot of faith in Mike Leake. I would say Mike Leake's definitely the least interesting to me, followed by Jason Vargas. I just like you. Vargas has a fifth that's almost a run lower than Santana's this year. Sure. Would you rather uh, have um, Zach Godley or Michael Pineda? Zach Godley or Michael Pineda? Pineda. <sighs> Pineda's not good. I move Godley way up my <laughs> rankings, but I I can't get him anywhere close to where Scott White has him. Where does so Scott have him? Thirty ninth. Yeah, I can't get him that high. I've got him in the 60s. I've got Pineda in the 40s. Um, yeah, I was finally, finally able to move Michael Pineda down. Very happy about it. <laughs> but where did you move to 30. Him? Uh, he's You're the highest on him. 40 for me. 40 now, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just cause I, I move him down and I, I hit that point where like Julio Tehran and Rick Porcello are and I'm just like, yep, I can't, they, they all stink. Right, Michael Pineda is not good. He's not new. He's not striking people out now. Yeah, his slider's been missing apparently, according to Joe Girardi. But he's Pineda. What are you, you going to say? It just took him a little bit longer to show his true colors. Also, I hate the Yankees. Quick round of emails. Fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. This is from. Oh gosh, I can't. Why do I do this? Not <laughs> only am I twenty minutes late to the show, I couldn't even put the name of the emailer in the notes. All right, I'm going to say this is from... Well, I've got a quick Jason Vargas stat for Chris real quick then. Fine, go ahead. Well, it's not like I'm going to go look up the name. Ah, I can look Rupert. up the name. Since Jason Rupert Vargas Scotland. got to Kansas City, mm-hmm. he has thrown 348 innings. Okay. He has a 125 ERA+. plus. Okay. I don't think ERA+, plus really, tells us all that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, now and Rupert is actually who you're playing in the For the People that's League. That's right. This is okay. Rupert in Scotland from the For the People League. He, dear Roger, Rafa, Andy, and Novak. Do you guys not know that? Like, is that the, they're tennis tennis, t- like the oh, best tennis the players. No, come on, you got to know that. Uh, now that Marwin Gonzalez has gained shortstop eligibility, where are you going to slot him in your shortstop rankings? Perhaps between VR and Owings. And guess what? Marble Gonzalez, guys, is the number 10 shortstop in points, number 7 in Roto. He has a 983 OPS and uh, much better plate discipline this year. But he's it's not that he's been cold over the last 28 days. It's that he doesn't play all the time. Yep. Uh, But he has started eight straight games. And the power's the power's been a little gone in the last twenty eight days. Only two home runs, with batting three twenty eight. Anyway, where is Marwin Marwin Gonzalez, who's eighty percent owned in your shortstop rankings? 
It's just, it's so hard to guess what his, because like, okay, he started eight games in a row. He's only started 17 over the last 28 days. So he's, he was playing like every other day before the last eight. And that just, that's hard to buy into. I'm probably going to put him at number 16 at shortstop, just ahead of Jose Peraza, who I don't know when he's going to play that much either. Um, behind Addison Russell still. Okay. Would you drop Jonathan VR for, for, no. uh, Marvin Gonzalez? Cause I mean, I, I would not in a roto league, in a points league, I would. Okay. Yeah. Cause VR's playing time is not guaranteed. Well, yeah, but Sogard might go on the DL. And again, you go on the DL now, you could come back right after the all-star break, basically. It's not a huge deal, but he might go on the DL. Just keep that in mind. But it's, I mean, he's been terrible anyway, uh, since the two homer game. VR hasn't really done anything. Just have to strike. No, he's out. like one for fifteen or something. Here is a Southside fan. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Best podcast by far. Never change. But actually, do change one thing, please. Tommy Conley's last name is pronounced Canley, like candy cane. So it's Tommy Canley. You can put it on the board. No, call <laughs> him Conley. All right, another Astros question. Another rankings question from Dan. 12-team categories league with daily lineup changes. Should I drop Brian McCann for Yasmani Grandal? I have had Yasmani Grandal ahead of Brian McCann all season, despite uh, Brian McCann getting off to a very nice start. So I think that's fine. Who has been better for the year? They're like they are, five They and are six. almost identical in points and roto, McCann and Grandal. But McCann, I mean, he's starting to slump here. Last 28 days, McCann's batting 222 with two home runs, one walk, 14 strikeouts. Yeah, I just, I believe in Yasmani Grandal's skill set more at this point. I would be too lazy to drop McCann for Grandal or Grandal for McCann. That's fair. Very good. I've that's, already got whichever one is on the waiver wire on my team. That's good, uh, that's good fantasy, fantasy playing right there. Uh, I don't understand how Grandal is available in a 12 team league, but that's crazy. But, alright, Mitch in Atlanta, dear Dwayne, Derek, and Dickie. Uh, this I don't know. That is... Members of the Allman Brothers? Uh, I don't know, but all I know is Chris ranked the top 25 albums of 2017 yesterday, and I couldn't believe that he did that. Yeah, Dickie Betts was in the Allman Brothers, Derek Trucks, and Dwayne Allman. This yeah. is the thing Chris does. Like he, he members did this before, of too. the Allman Brothers. Uh, should I drop a. Eugenio Suarez for Alex Bregman? Fine. No. No? Okay. And finally, Brian from an island? Uh, Staten Island. Lost Trey Turner, rest of season, who'd you rather have in a standard CBS points league? Angleton Simmons, Jed Jerko, Addison Russell, Didi Gregorius, or Marvin Gonzalez? Addison Russell. I believe I have Didi Gregorius ranked higher. Highest. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go Didi too. I'm just worried that when the Yankees fall out of the playoff race, they're going to sell. You mean already? Because they're, they're pretty much out of it. Slat, no, they're not. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, I have Didi 10. And CBS had to have points league. I stand. think that's why I've been late so frequently lately, because they're like six and sixteen or something. Five and see, I've had the exact opposite effect. Yeah, I know. You're here every day. The Royals are great again. Things are wonderful. Make the Royals great again. Slash lines of the day. Can you guess who owns these slash lines? They are teammates. They hit back to back in the order. They both are batting two sixty three. They both have a three ninety four on base percentage. One is slugging five oh five, one is slugging five ten. 263, 394, and 505 slugging, 510 slugging. They hit back to back in the order. Born Ozuna? No, it's good. It's not bad. They were both either first round picks or second round picks. Like they were either both first or both second round picks. But it couldn't have been that one of them was a first and no, the other was a second. They were both in the same round. Rizzo uh, and Bryant? Rizzo and Bryant. How about that? No fantasy analysis, just thought you'd enjoy that. Same with this. McCutcheon, McCutcheon discussion. Andrew McCutcheon oh. went 0 for 5, and he scored a run at Philadelphia. 0 for 5. How do you guys still like Andrew McCutcheon? Boo. <laughs> Take your L. And now, no, I'm not ready to do that yet. And now it's time for the drop meter on Michael Pineda and Marco Estrada. 0 to 10 on these two guys. Uh, Pineda, I'll give a 3. 
and Estrada, I'll give a five. Yeah, I I agree with those. But like, why are you gonna drop Michael Pineda? Like, you're gonna go outside on a sunny day, stare directly into the sun, and get mad that you burned your eyeballs? You're gonna drop the sun because it was the sun? <laughs> you knew who Michael Pineda was. It really looked like he was turning a corner with his change it didn't. up. It did. It absolutely did. It certainly did. You had him it in your top didn't. 30. You put him in your top 20 it starting pitchers. It didn't. It then did. what did you move him up in your rankings for? Because everybody else sucked. <laughs> no, Chris, you're, you're, you're really, uh, altering history here. It looked like Pineda had a, Pineda had a, a great stretch that he hadn't had in the last two seasons. He's throwing his change up a little bit, you know, enough. And look, if Joe Girardi's right and Pineda's slider has been bad, for the last five starts or so, then five maybe, years. No, he no, he has a good slider. Just maybe he could get back to being good, but I I, I know it's obviously very frustrating. Now Estrada, <laughs> last seven starts, he has a nine forty six ERA. I will just remind everybody. I brought this up before, but I'll remind everyone. He had a six start stretch. So the seven starts this year, nine forty six ERA. Estrada had a six start stretch last year with a seven fifty three ERA, uh, and then after that he bounced back. He had three more starts after that in the regular season. This was late last year. He bounced back, and he pitched well, and then he pitched well in the postseason. So, you know, I'm not dropping Estrada, but I did sit him. Here's the the tough thing about Mark Estrada is he's made this big leap with the strikeout rate. He's now an above-average strikeout pitcher after being average last season and well below average before that. But he's also seemingly lost that crazy batting average suppression skill. Or maybe it's just a run of bad luck. He's got a 325 uh, Babbitt this season. He had a 263 for his career. 234 last season. Hasn't been above 260 since 2013. So it's really tough to say if he's just a different pitcher. And I think the two could be related. Your K per nine would go up if your BABIP went up 100 points. Right, but his strikeout percentage is also up. He's at almost 25%. It is. You know, I was going to tell you guys that we should do a segment called, like, nerding out, I don't know, once a week, where you just give some advanced stats. But it comes up organically. We don't even have to do a segment. It just happens. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah, people like that stuff. All right, people like Buffalo Wild Wings. People love sports. People love summer. Whoever invented summer was obviously a sports fan. They didn't even try to hide it. They gave it playoff hockey, playoff basketball, the opening of both soccer and baseball. It's a clear display of favoritism, and the other seasons didn't stand a chance. So with three months of clutch playoff drama, the awakening of new seasons, clearly the work of a sports fan, they may as well have called it sports season. And in Buffalo Wild Wings, they do call it sports season. Don't ever call it summer. That's not what it is. It's sports season. They're just waiting on the legal change. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Let's do some buy or sell. All from me. I didn't need the listeners this time. I can do it. I'm going to be 20 minutes late to the show, but I can do it. Carlos Gonzalez is done. Buy or sell? Sell. Uh, sell. Kansas City but is uh, – okay, go, go on. Done being – an elite hitter, maybe. Done being a useful fantasy outfielder, not at all. Kansas yeah. City is no longer a good matchup for pitchers. Bye. That's been true for about two months. Mike Mustakas has 25 home runs. Mm. Only if, if only he were Aaron Judge. He has homered in three straight. He played at Yankee so Stadium. Times. He'd probably have 40. No. There's no way. He's not a better home run hitter than. Say it. Say out loud that Mike Mustakas is not a better home run hitter than Aaron Judge. I think 25 in Kauffman Stadium is more impressive than 30 in Yankee Stadium. It's only 29. He's only got 29. But, yeah. So, uh, Mike Bustakis is a better home run hitter than Aaron Judge. Oh, gosh. Show you idea. <laughs> Brett Gardner and Domingo Santana are top 25 outfielders, which they are, by the way. Brett Gardner and Domingo Santana, top 25 outfielders, buy or sell? Sell. Sell, but they're, they've both greatly improved. Well, Santana's greatly improved his stocks. Cardinals had a nice bounce back year. You should not feel bad about starting either one of them. So here's an interesting thing on Gardner. Uh, in June, he batted, oh, where is it? Oh, 239 with four home runs and five steals. That's not very good. But that made Gardner the number 24 outfielder in points, number 32 in roto. Why? Because he had the fourth most at bats among outfielders. And he was among the leaders in plate appearances too. 
Uh, he scored 20 runs. So this is who who was it last year? I can't remember. But it, batting leadoff for a good lineup. I mean, well, I guess Springer. You know, he's better than Gardner. But Springer played appearance his way to being like the number eight outfielder last year. Gardner, I don't know. I I think they need to rest him a little bit because he's the kind of guy who gets worn down. And hopefully they will when Hicks comes back. But if Gardner's going to lead off for the Yankees, he's he's going to be better than his numbers. Put it that way. Especially in points leagues. Okay, I just want to throw that out there. Buy or sell. Albert Pujols being 82% owned is preposterous. Um, I probably buy that at this point. Um, first base is just too stacked. You know, I was talking about it yesterday. I, I think I was barely able to move Eric Hosmer into my first, in my top 30 at first base yesterday. But you hate Eric Hosmer. And you right, but Scott it. has him in the same range. So don't, don't put that evil on me. But you do. It's just the first base, it, it's just really tough if you're not special. Well, Pujols I, is not I, a top 30 first baseman right now, Heath. What's that? He's not what's a top that? 30 first baseman. Pujols. Yeah, that, that sounds right. He's been awful this season and, you know, we've seen him look awful for long stretches and then put things together, but at some point it's going to go. Yeah, I was thinking about how Pujols is probably just done. Um, and that's fine. He had an, an amazing career. This is just him going over the edge. And then I was very sad to see that he's still outscored Miguel Cabrera in fantasy. He has? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got 53 RBI somehow. And so has Joe Maurer. Well, Cabrera's missed some time, so Pujols has more plate appearances. Pujols has 53 RBI. How many sack flies does he have? Like 40? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of RBIs. Wow. Uh, he's 26 runs, though. That's pretty pathetic. Three sack flies. I don't understand it. Brandon Crawford being owned in 64% of leagues is redonkulous. Buy or sell? Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as redonkulous. He should be owned in however many leagues we have that you need to start a middle infielder, probably. Okay, I I would drop him for Simeon. Would you buy or sell? Drop Crawford. I'm okay for with that. Yeah, actually, bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. Sam Dyson, buy or sell? Sam Dyson will be closing somewhere in August. I mean, Mark Melanson's not going to be out for a month, right? No, but this is a stroke of brilliance by the Giants. They picked him up. They are clearly going to trade him. And I mean, I think last sell. five appearances, Sam Dyson's five and two thirds scoreless with six strikeouts. You're selling it. Yeah, also. Sell. I, I think he's gonna get moved. I don't know if he's gonna get, I don't know if he's gonna close anywhere. He might be a middle reliever. That's probably more likely. Um, Jose Ramirez is a top five third baseman. Buy or sell? Sell, you ridiculous, ridiculous man. I have him sixth. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I'm with Chris. You have him sixth? Uh, sixth or seventh. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, how crazy would it be to trade Josh Donaldson for Jose Ramirez? I wouldn't do it, but it's not crazy. Okay. Okay. Buy or sell, John Gray will be worth starting at home. Do you get credit for his monster dongs? Because oh. that, last night. Yeah. No wow. doubter. Yeah, it's like 436 feet or something? Four, no, 476. Six. The longest home oh, run by 76. a pitcher in the StatCast era. Wow. Which so is only two and a half. Longer <laughs> yeah. than any home run Nolan Arenado has hit in the StatCast era. Wow. How about that? Uh, well, buy uh, or sell? Sell. Sell. Chris? Sell, but there's the Rockies are a very interesting team. There was a, a piece on Fangraphs last week about how they've basically become a four-seam fastball curveball team. And they think that they've sort of solved course Field as a result. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Next up, buy or sell? Mitch Hanniger is droppable. He's 80% owned. I will sell that. I'm going to sell, but like we might be two weeks away from me agreeing with it. His, I, I think his overall line is about where you think, where you should ex expect him to be. 826 OPS, 267 batting average. And I think that really good first month just kind of made everyone's expectations go way too high. Mm -hmm. Well, Hanniger's been just terrible since coming off the DL. In July, he's one for 17. In June, he batted 231. So I know people are frustrated. I think I'm getting more questions about Mitch Hanniger than anyone else, but we're saying, yep. hold on a little bit. Hold on for one more day. 
All right, Mitch, uh, that's Mitch Haniger. Whit Merrifield, Whit Merrifield, 41% owned. Since becoming an everyday player on April 18th, he is the number 10 second baseman in points leagues, number 13 in Roto. He leads off for the Red Hot Royals. Buy or sell, Whit Merrifield is a top 12 second baseman. Buy it. I don't have him ranked like that. But yeah, sell. He's but he's, he's a middle infielder. That is a fact. Second nailed base. it. I mean, like you need to drop Brandon Crawford, quit Merrifield. I I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Would you rather have quit Merrifield or Jason Kipnis? Kipnis. I still have Kipnis. I dropped Kipnis and Kinsler. I did a trade chart, uh, Roto trade chart. Will be on CBSSports.com later. Probably today. by the time you read it, you listen. To this. Probably by the time you listen to this, and I had to drop Kipnis and Kinsler. I probably haven't moved quit. Up enough though. I always have a problem with not giving Royals right. enough credit. Yeah, it's this flaw for Heath for sure. Uh, buy or sell. By the way, has anybody ever done the the uh, team name Kipnis ever? What's her name in Hunger Everdeen? Games? Kipnis Everdeen. Everdeen. Yeah, that's not bad, right? I finally watched uh, part two of uh, the, the last the last one of that series last. Oh, I haven't watched that one. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't a huge. They're, they're pretty good movies. Fan. Oh yeah, I get them confused with the um, Divergent. Oh, those are not good. I I get them. I I cross the storylines and all kinds. Of I stuff. Th- those are very bad movies. I kind of like them. No. Buy or sell? Aaron Judge will hit 50 home runs. Sell. Sell, but he'll get real close. 29 home runs right now. He's certainly on pace for more than 50. How, how crazy is it that that's the Yankees' rookie record? I know. Yeah, he tied. How insane! He tied or, he, is that? Or, he, or he passed DiMaggio. No, he tied DiMaggio. I thought. Yeah, he tied DiMaggio for the rookie record. That's insane. Like this, this is not like. I'm pretty sure the Marlins have had more than 29 home runs from a rookie. Jose Abreu had more as a rookie. Mark McGuire holds the record. I think somewhere in the 40s. So, uh, 48, I think. Right. 48. I was thinking it was 49. All right. So you don't think Aaron Judge is going to set the rookie record, huh? I do not. He's no. going to tie it. Gonna tie it? Okay. Buy or sell, Brian Dozier will have a huge second half. Buy. He's due. Buy. Buy or sell, Hanley Ramirez will have a huge second half. Buy. Sell. He's done. I picked up Hanley, uh, I picked him up, uh, over the weekend. Cause he's, he was coming around. I'm not sure, I don't think he's done much this week. But I'm, I'm hopeful. So when you couldn't get Eric Hosmer into your top 30 first baseman, is that because Hanley Ramirez is still ahead of him? Uh, Hanley Ramirez is well ahead of him, yes. <laughs> Where is Hanley Ramirez in your first base ranking? Uh, 19. 19. I still believe in the talent. I still believe in the lineup. I think once he gets going, he's going to rack up runs in RBI. Really make up for this cold stretch. Exactly. Yeah, and I know Andrew Kastner shut down that lineup miraculously yesterday, but the Red Sox are back, and I just... You have to be a pretty special pitcher on my team to be starting in a one-start week against the Red Sox. I sat Jacob Faria in the three leagues I own him in. We'll see if that pays off. I mean, I had a lot of two-star pitchers, but I don't trust pitchers one-start against the Red Sox right now. They're killing I would agree with that, but I'm just not – I'm not buying into the uh, Hanley resurgence. Okay. Buy or sell. Alex Wood – what a start yesterday – uh, Alex Wood is better than Justin Verlander and Jake Arrieta. Combined. No, not combined. But Alex Buy Wood is be- and sell. better than Verlander, worse than Arrieta? Yeah. Do you have more faith in Jake Arrieta than Justin Verlander at this point? Uh, I do. You know Jake Arrieta's old, right? He is. Okay. Um, I buy it. I think Alex Wood's really good. I My only question with him at this point is injury. So does that mean Alex Wood is like a top 15 pitcher for you? Uh, he is top 20 in both. I have Verlander and Arietta both outside of my top 20 right now. Oh, wow. How about that? I have not dropped Arietta quite that far. I've got him 17th. I've got Wood 22nd. I've got Verlander 26th. I mean, you just, you look at what Wood's doing and you, you talk about like the, the conjoined FIP triangles of success. 30% strikeout rate, 7% walk rate, 64% ground ball rate. He's Dallas Keuchel with Max Scherzer's strikeout numbers right now. Yeah, it's just remarkable how good he's been. Alex Wood. And finally, buy or sell. This has been the case so far. Will it continue? 
Giancarlo Stanton, he of the double dongs last night. Giancarlo Stanton is the second best Marlins outfielder in fantasy. Uh, I think Ozuna donged last night too, right? Single dong, yeah. I still think he's the best. I still think he's the best. I'm having trouble with Marcelo Zuna, and I actually looked this up yesterday. Over Before yesterday's game, he's played 162 games over the last two first halves. So before the All-Star break, each of the last two seasons. 102 runs, 109 RBI, 39 home runs, and uh, 915 wow. OPS. Wow. And he had a sub-600 OPS in the second half last season. So I'm really... He's outfield Salvador Perez. Maybe. Well, but he had the injury last year. Yeah, he did have the wrist so, injury. Was it that? Ozuna's batting 315. Stanton's batting 271. Huge gap there. And they have pretty much the same walk-to-strikeout ratio. So, like, earlier this year, Matt Kemp had a ridiculously high batting average, and he's been ice cold for a while because that's coming way down. Is, is that what we expect from Marcelo Zuna in the second half? The batting average is going to fall? Yes. The batting average will fall. It's just... It's a question of how much. He does have a 323 career Babbitt, so he could still be like a 280 hitter. Time for a segment called Let's Talk About These Hitters. What do you suppose we're doing in this segment? Uh, it's going to be a lot of talk about pitchers. Mm, no, Chris, hitters. Todd Frazier, you might be surprised to know that over his last 45 games, it's a pretty, pretty long stretch, uh, 45 games, Todd Frazier is the number seven third baseman in points, number 10 in roto. He's batting 235. He's pretty much just homering. Uh, 13 home runs in those 45 games, but 30 walks to 40 strikeouts, not stealing bases. Only Mike Moustakas has hit more home runs among third basemen in that 45-game stretch. Todd Frazier, top 10 uh, for a while now. What do you think? Um, he has, since the start of the 2016 season, one more home run than infield fly ball. That seems bad. What do you think That's about good. him? What do you think about him? I don't think he's very good. I think he provides you one thing, and that's home runs. And who doesn't these days, you know? I don't think he's going to be a must-start third baseman in a 12-team points league rest of the year by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think he should necessarily be dropped. I think he's a borderline starting corner infielder. I would, I would probably start him at corner infield, but... It's not hard to imagine a scenario in where you don't have place at third base, corner, infield, or utility. Scott wrote about him last week and said that, or I think he maybe didn't write about him because he was going to write the story. He, he wrote the story about players he's done with, and then he decided, I'm not done with Todd Frazier. Yep. Because he looks, he looks like he's, you know, kind of the same as he's always been. I guess maybe at the end of the year that might be better than what you think. I'm not sure. Like, would you rather have Mike, uh, not Mustakas, obviously you'd rather have Mustakas. Would you rather have Healy or Frazier? Healy. Okay. Edwin Encarnacion. Let's talk about him. 14 games since his last home run. Batting 222 with seven walks, 14 strikeouts, and two doubles. Edwin Encarnacion. Ice cold for 14 games now. The 30 games before that, he had a 1165 OPS. You don't care about the 14 game cold stretch? No. It's, it's, it's two weeks. He's going through a, maybe it's three. He's going through a cold stretch. He'll take the all-star break. Reset his mind and be a top five first baseman in the top six first baseman in the second half. I have definitely moved him down since the start of the season. Um, but he's still number seven for me. You have him ahead of behind Miggy. I have him behind Miggy. I have, I have I, him. He and Miggy have both fallen for me a little too, but I, I think the difference between Chris and I is I have him one spot ahead of Miggy. Do you have Freeman ahead of them? Yes. Okay. Okay. Freeman with a couple hits yesterday. That was Edwin Encarnacion we were talking about. Let's go to George Springer. George Springer is the number five outfielder in points leagues, number two in Roto. He is now batting 300 uh, and with 25 home runs. Chris he stole his first two bases of the year yesterday. Hooray. Chris, you called George Springer a sell-high candidate. That obviously meant you wanted like a king's ransom for him. Do you still feel that way about George Springer? Well, it's only been like five days since I said that, so of course I still feel that way, Adam. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. He, he's having his best year. He's by far having his best year. 25 home runs. Okay, you still feel like, that way. Here's the I, thing. Think I, I think he's really good. Yeah, you're not, I'm not trading him for a top 10 outfielder if I'm trading him. I'm trading I'm, for a top 6 outfielder right now. So like I'm looking at my top 6. I would, I would be targeting Chris Bryant for him. Would you be targeting Miguel Cabrera for George Springer? 
no chance. I'd probably rather Springer. universe. Yeah, you can't do that because the injuries, right? And the fact that Springer's been a lot better than Miguel Cabrera this year. Yeah. All righty. Next up, Rajay Davis. Anyone care about his four steal game yesterday? Twelve percent on Rajay Davis. Does he get the uh, Delano to Shields Eric Young Award? He's extremely <laughs> fast. <laughs> Only twelve steals this year. I think he had what forty three last year. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, not that interested. Fourteen steals this year. Sorry, twelve percent owned. Rajay Davis. All right. Next category is called Add Them Now with both an exclamation mark and a question mark to signify that while That's I grammatically am, incorrect. You know what? Grammar doesn't live on on the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We don't care about it. But I'm both excited and questioning my excitement for the following players. Tommy Pham, 37% owned. He's, okay, 881 OPS, people, yep. uh, with nine steals in 55 games. Tommy Pham. He should be at least 80% owned. He's on a 30-30 pace right Take now. Take the question mark off Tommy, Tommy Pham. Put an exclamation point on his name. Tommy Pham. Pham. <laughs> Tommy Wham. Tommy, yeah, there's something there. Um, He's good. Michael Franco is doing okay lately. Last 22 games. He's batting 244, but five home runs, 10 walks, 10 strikeouts, seven doubles, and 823 OPS. Michael Franco is 61% owned. He's a jag. I still believe that there is something more there for Michael Franco. He's not turned 25 years old yet. I think it's really rare for, I mean, maybe he's Martin Prado, but I think it's really rare for a guy to not strike out like he does. And the show is, the potential that he showed early in his career and just turn into a jag. But 61% owned jag. at third base. It's more where, of a question mark. Where do you expect the improvement to come from is my question. Cause he's got a 29% hard contact rate. His career rate is 28.8%. He's got a 30.9% fly ball rate. He's got a 34% career rate. But maybe he's just, been better lately. Maybe, you know, maybe he's I no, I expect the I expect it to come in the hard contact rates even though he's never done it. He's well, like yes, 23 that, years that's, old, that's, right? That's what the whole concept of a breakout is, is a guy <laughs> doing something that he's never done before. <laughs> and I don't I don't I'm not saying there's strong evidence that Michael Franco is definitely going to turn into a great player. I'm saying I'm not giving up on the idea of him having potential at 24 years old. 24 years old. Damn it. Can you believe Chris isn't 30 yet? Uh, some days it seems like he's like 60. <laughs> and finally, add them now. Yuli Gurriel, 44% owned. It's actually, you know, 810 OPS, not that bad. Uh, he's been pretty good lately. He's I, been I, better than I expected. This is a very positive development because he looked like he didn't really just belong in the majors last year. Um, the 189 ISO is very, very impressive and goes with a 37% hard contact rate. My concern with him last year was that he was so contact-oriented that he couldn't hit for power in the majors, and it's been good to see him disprove that. Well, he's only got 10 home runs and 18 doubles. I, I don't know that he's really disproving that. Like, well, he's yeah, go ahead. He's much better than he was last year. Sure, I, and, and he's I think red hot. A, ch a chance that he's starting to show us now the elite ability that the Astros saw in him when they signed him. I do think you should add Yuli Gurriel. He should be probably seventy percent owned. But you'd rather have Tommy Pham. I'd rather yes, have Tommy Pham. Sure. Pham. But you'd rather have Gurriel than Michael Franco. I'd still rather have Franco, but oh. if they're really close. The only reason I sounded more excited about Gurriel is because he's owned in seventeen percent less leagues. Okay. See, I'm giving you all these ideas for waiver wire. You're welcome. I wrote about Guriel yesterday and Fam last week. Yes. Well, Fam, I knew Guriel. I, I guess I didn't know. We're just so similar. I think we should have a team together. Uh, ham. next year, yes. Ham would be the team. Adam. <laughs> I like Ham better. Ham. Yeah, Ham. Uh, <laughs> where is Ham for you guys? In the nobody likes Ham. I like Ham a lot. You no. Ham is the best. Like Ham is the best. Oh my god. Unfortunately, that's not even the best thing that comes from pork. Unfortunately, uh, there was that study like a few years ago that ham, other, other processed meats like ham, sausage, all that really bad for you. Really bad that's for you. Fine. So I've just wait a couple stopped. years and there will be a study that says they're good for you. Everything's bad for you, but ham, like ham, when you got like the big ham hock 
at at Thanksgiving, that's fine. But like ham on a sandwich, love it. Get out of here. Yeah, I I would rather have a ham sandwich than a turkey. Oh my god. Oh, turkey's bad on a sandwich. You guys are okay. I'd rather have a roast beef sandwich than a ham sandwich. Like, look, let's just talk about the pig. Pork, much better than ham. Bacon, a thousand times better than ham. No, uh, false. Bacon is not verse. Bacon is a topping. Ham is a sandwich meat. Bacon no. is amazing. I would much rather have a ha- a bacon sandwich than a ham sandwich. Absolutely. Really? Every day. Really? And some like roast pork. Oh, you kidding me? Let's do a like an eight minute Twitter poll and and I ask who people what people would rather have a ham sandwich or a bacon sandwich. Oh, you're everyone's kidding. going to choose bacon. You will get destroyed. Adam, this is going to be so embarrassing for you. Okay. But I don't I don't know why we have to disparage ham just because it's not as good as bacon. Oh, bacon is the bad. best food. I just think that ham and bacon are are different. They serve different purposes. They're they're both delicious. Like you can't, you know. Oh, we're gonna have bacon wrapped, uh, no, yeah. bacon wrapped scallop, scallop, scallops at the wedding. I'm not really into that, but because uh, I don't like seafood. But all right, anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's get going here. Joey Gallo left with hamstring tightness. The Twitter poll has been posted. Uh, John Lackey, oh DL update. Yoenis Cespedes, he did return to the lineup, but they got rained out. Same with Curtis Granderson. Jacob Degrom's gonna start Friday against the Cardinals. Much better than. Against the Nationals. Carlos Santana's on paternity leave. Of course, I'm playing Creeth. I'm playing Heath, rather, in, uh, my Santana league. Tanner Roark's start was rained out, and he might not pitch this week. It's either gonna be him or Joe Ross on Sunday. Ooh, that would be big, because I am playing Heath in that league, and he is Joe Ross. Alright, let's go Roark on Sunday. Ryan Healy has missed three straight games with back spasms, could be back soon. Zach Britton returned yesterday. He threw a scoreless inning. In, um, but he gave up a walk and a hit, but it was in the eighth. They are easing him back. Oh my god. You all voted on the poll, didn't you? What no. poll? The Twitter poll. The ham bacon poll. No, no I did not. Adam, I'm on a podcast right now. You're such a liar. It's six so nothing bacon. So far. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen anything on Twitter. You're such a liar. Uh, by the way, the thing with like, Zach Britton, the Orioles are terrible. I mean, right now they're 40 and 44. They have been so bad for so long. Do we think Zach Britton is still going to be an elite closer? Yes. Um, and and here's the main reason why is that Baltimore has been kind of mediocre-ish for years, and they win a lot of close games, and Zach Britton's a big part of that. Their run differential has suggested that they've been a worse team than their record for years. So yeah, I'm, but their starting pitching is so bad this year. I know it's always been bad, but it's like other level bad. This is they're they're forty and forty four, and they're outperforming their run differential by f- six games. They got off to a good start. They've been just ugh. all right. Anyway, Kyle Hendricks could begin a rehab assignment next week. Matt Holiday hopes to return tomorrow. If you're an NL only, Daniel Nava is going to get more at bats for Philly. He's been playing well. I think he led off. He's been leading off a little bit. Chris Davis of the Orioles could return immediately after the All-Star break. Carlos Correa sat with a sore thumb. Edinson Volquez left with a sore knee. DJ LeMayhew sat with an injured groin. Elvis Andrews is on the paternity list. Matt Shoemaker had a setback in his rehab start. That's actually pretty bad. Uh, Shoemaker with some forearm issues yesterday in his rehab start. Eric Sogard, like I said, he could end up on the DL. And Danny Duffy is going to make a second start this week. He will face Clayton Kershaw on Sunday. Any thoughts on Garrett Cole and Sonny Gray? I'm going to say this. They both had good starts yesterday. Cole against Philadelphia. Gray against the White Sox. Gray's last three starts have been against the White Sox, Braves, and again the White Sox. I don't know that I trust either Cole or Sonny Gray against good opponents. Um, It's a sliding scale. I would not trust either of them at Colorado. I don't think I'd trust either of them at Boston. No, I'm talking about – I'll give you – um. Uh, like uh, the Royals or the... I'm starting Garrett Cole against the Royals. Brewers. Yeah, I'm starting both of them against the Royals. At right. Miller Park or at home? I'd start Garrett Cole against the Brewers at home. So it, at only, the, Park, probably not. only the truly elite lineups you'd be afraid of with these guys. Yeah, and I I still have a disparity between Cole and Sonny Gray of about 15 or 20 spots in my rankings. I do too, and I'm not 100% sure it's worth it. I'm wondering like if I should try to sell Sonny Gray. Isn't Garrett Cole kind of just Sonny Gray now? Well, I've not, I've not, if I had decided that, I would have moved Garrett Cole down more. Well, right, Gray's but been like, better. Gray's been better. Both is, sorry. Middling average strikeout guys with okay control. They're ground ball pitchers. Gray pitches in a better park. Cole pitches in a better lineup. 
they're pretty close for me. I think I have them nine spots apart now. Yeah, I just think Gray's taken advantage of some good matchups lately. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he is. Apparently, his changeup is getting better. I don't. Maybe I'll just hold. I'm not sure anybody wants Sonny Gray. Fringy starting pitchers. Any interest in these guys? Blake Snell, Luis Perdomo, Trevor Bauer, 78% owned. Scott Feldman, Ariel Miranda. Nope. Uh, Perdomo, probably the most interesting one to me, and he's the lowest owned. Yeah, he's got a one four six whip. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I think he's someone that has had like a handful of really, really bad starts. Yes, Colorado and Arizona twice, I believe. Yeah, I think he allowed like 17 runs over two starts. Yeah, we talk about Perdomo almost every time he pitches that he's better than his numbers and should be only – he was only like 12% of leagues. Now it's 20. It's starting to look more – more. Uh, yeah, he's got a 352 ERA uh, over his last eight starts since giving up eight against the Diamondbacks. And in the bullpen, Bud Norris is 52% owned. He's the closer. He got, you'd think anyway, right? He got the save yes. yesterday. Bedrosian pitched the eighth. And Norris is having a good year. He's 52% owned and the Angels are having a good year. So, uh, you know, probably under own. And this one didn't really make sense to me. Senwan O pitched yesterday. He gave up a home run. It was a non-save situation, but he had just pitched the night before in a non-save situation. So I'm not sure why they threw him out there, but he didn't do well. I, I'm giving him until the first week after the All-Star break. I haven't really dropped him. Like, he's outside of the good closers, but he's, I still have him ranked as if he is a closer. I expect the first week back from the All-Star break, he is their best closer again. If he's not, then I'll have to reevaluate. I just, for me, it, I'd feel much more confident about that if Trevor Rosenthal was any good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why. Wait, what? Why? Who's confused? What happened? I'm I'm confused. I like you agree with what I said, right? What I'm saying is that like, who's going to take the job? That's 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 what I was just saying. That nobody is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay I think we're all on the same page. Nobody's taking. Yeah, I think I think we agree. I I thought it was presentative as, as if we didn't. This so. is why I don't go on Twitter during the podcast, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you guys have voted 152 times. Uh, I guess I am wrong because bacon is just crushing ham. I don't a bacon sandwich. Bacon goes on a sandwich. Have you ever heard of a BLT? A yeah, BLT. I, I don't it's have. I don't do it. No, I don't do. It. I'm have not, you ever had an HLT? No, because ham's disgusting. I have had many. Everybody's ham, had lettuce it. and tomato sandwiches. I don't yeah, like nobody's, that. Delicious. Nobody's like I'm going to have an HLT. No, you people would look at you like you're a psychopath if you order an HLT. Because you just call like you, you get ham and cheese, ham and cheese. They, nobody. Goes, oh, I'm going to have bacon and cheese. Nobody says that. Get a ham cheese if you're a child. Deep like leagues. Any exactly. interest in uh, in these three guys? Parker Bridwell, Matt Garza, Andrew Kashner. Nope. No. Let's play a new game. Guess how many games there are today around baseball? Eight. Seven. One, two, three, four. I'm going to guess like 12. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, come on, computer. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Azer wins. That was very nice acting there. No, I didn't know. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I do have a theater degree, little known fact. So once my computer cooperates, we'll go through the matchups. Doesn't appear that's going to happen. Anybody else want to pull up the uh, matchups here? Yeah. Yeah, I've got them. So you are going to tell me now oh. if you would start these guys because you always like to play this game with us. And oh, my computer's right now, working. My computer's working. Anibal Sanchez. I'll take it from Quato. here. I'll take it from here. You guys are going to start Cueto. Tom Kohler yes. and Michael Waka. I'm probably I'm, starting Waka. Okay, starting Waka, not Kohler. Zach Davies and Mike Montgomery. Nope. Not I Montgomery? could start Montgomery if I'm desperate as an RP. Why so desperate? He's been good. He's been lucky. Yeah, the, the peripherals don't back it up yet. Okay. Uh, somebody I don't know, Sal Romano and Tyler Chatwood in Colorado. No. I'm passing on both. Everybody loves Sal. We're not uh we're not starting Chad Cool or Jeremy Hellickson. Wasn't the show Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah. Raymond Romano? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sal Romano? Oh. Oh, okay. Mike Fultonevich at Gio Gonzalez. I'll start Gio. Yeah. Lance McCullers at Francisco Liriano. I will definitely start McCullers. Yep. Chris Sale and Jacob Farina. I'm probably starting on both. No, don't start Farina. I wouldn't at 
at Fenway, but in Tampa, sure. All right, we'll see what he's made of. Uh, I mean, we can't say sit everyone, you know? Denelson, Lamette, and Josh Tomlin. I don't feel great about Lamette against this lineup, so I would sit him, but keep him on your roster. Dylan Bundy, Jose Barrios. Starting both. I'm starting Barrios for sure, and probably Bundy. I'm, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of him right now. Robbie Ray and Rich Hill, starting both. And Paul Blackburn and Sam Gavilio. Uh, who? I don't think I'm going to start either. <laughs> what the Gavilio? Not going to start. Uh, I meant the Blackburn part. Ah, uh, no, thank you. And bacon sandwich, 69% of the vote. Ham sandwich, 31. Absolutely nice. Boulder Dash. I'm calling Boulder Dash. Thank you guys. Good show. I, not necessarily our best, but I would say top, top 80, top 80 show. Over the last eight years, that's pretty good. Thanks. Man. For Heath and Chris, I'm Adam. See you tomorrow.